Welcome to the EAT Podcast. It's episode number 34. I'm your co-host, Jerry. Russ over there on the big side. Buddy, how you, how you doing? We're having a wonderful week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can, I can imagine. Uh, <laughs> it's cold. It's snowy. You got about 20 inches of snow in Long Island. I got about eight up here in Westchester. It's, uh, it's a winter wonderland where we are, right? It's quite a, it's quite a mess. <laughs> So, uh, haven't seen you in a couple episodes. I missed you, but uh, we had the Crypto Hold'em NFT guys on, and then we had uh, Sandro Pianconi on from GGII, a couple interviews with them, and now we're back to our uh, regular I was say, well, program. I forgot why I missed Sandro, then that reminded me, yes, the $700 car issue. <laughs> Sandro's a lot of uh, a lot of information, a lot of fun. I uh, I think we have a great relationship with uh, with him. And I like the company. I'll get into it when we cover stocks later down the uh, down the show. But uh, nothing negative to say about that guy. That guy is great. But uh, I got to say, starting off the show, the big news has been the uh, recent celebrity deaths. And I mean, it's people that we've, I mean, geez, we've grown up watching, laughing, and, and loving the things that these guys do. And women also that have uh, just left us. I mean, Bob Saget, Betty White, Meatloaf, and Louis Anderson. I mean... I got to say, when Bob Saget, I think, was probably the biggest shock of the four. And Bob Saget, yeah. I mean, you grew up with him on Friday nights on Full House. I mean, that was your Friday night when you were in school. Yeah. And yeah, the Bob Saget thing definitely was a shock. I mean, Betty, Betty was too, because Betty was on fucking New Year's, like, Jesus. Yeah. It, yeah. Um, and Meatloaf, all right. He, yeah, not going to lie. He was a fat bastard like myself and stuff. So, so was Louis, you know, kind of, kind of understandable that we weren't in the best of health. You know, but Bob, Bob Saget, I mean, you know, all, all I thought about was, uh, you know, I found him in a hotel room is his line from uh, Half-Baked of fucking Dick for Coke. Like, oh, man, what did this guy do? He's, he was a wholesome dad. Don't tell me this motherfucker had a heart attack from doing blow in the in the hotel room. I mean, think about it. There's a, there's a heck of a... I don't know. Uh, did, they, did they come out with his cause of death? Not yet. Uh, apparently, it's going to take some time to have all that come back. But there is a, a heart issue in the family, I saw. And they said it could be a possible stroke, but they weren't going to definitively say what it was yet. It's going right. to be a little while. But I got to tell you, uh, Betty White, Louis Anderson, Norm MacDonald, Bob Saget. I mean, you know, they're all up mm -hmm. there uh, you know, laughing and having a good time now. Yeah, now they're all together. And uh, Sidney Poitier, too. He He's well, gone, too. Watch people right, right at the clip. You know, we lose Betty on the last... You know, you know, we lost Betty on the last day of 2021. 20, 20, and, and now it's, we're one month in. We just, we're losing people like crazy now. And it always happens in threes. It just, it's it's amazing how it always happens in threes. Always. <laughs> Loving the, uh, yeah, the hat you got on tonight. You got the uh, the Rangers Winter Classic look. I'm not really, my, my wife made a comment that I just don't think she even knew what she was saying. Oh, okay. Yeah, but she cracked herself up, so I guess in her mind it was good. That happens uh, way too frequently, I it guess. It does. <laughs> my, my wife's got years of mental therapy ahead of her. <laughs> I got an easy, I got an easy divorce clause out. You know, <laughs> she got she needs mental fucking complete. Uh, she complete men, mental fucking uh, insanity. All right, so moving along with our current events, I don't know if you saw who's pregnant, Russ. Did you see the latest uh, yeah, Hollywood couple? I didn't even know Rihanna was with ASAP Rocky or even what an ASAP Rocky is, but I, I didn't I didn't know either. I wasn't uh, in the loop that they I, mean, were I know together. I know who he is, but I didn't even know that they were together or she was even pregnant and God bless him, you know. One of yeah. the you know, I wouldn't wouldn't mind sticking my snoot in her derriere. So now they're uh <laughs> now they're expecting. <laughs> my wife just stopped it. Like, what's, 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 are you kidding me? And uh so listen, uh, I know we we do a podcast and we have fun with it and we kind of avoid some topics because, you know, that's just something we just decided to avoid certain things. But Joe Rogan is definitely in a bunch of hot water with a topic that we've kind of avoided. Um, listen, love, he, love he does he, a show. He, I love, you know, love his team, though. I love his response. You know, he's basically said, hey, listen, I, I'm not here to, you know, Spread misinformation. I'm here to just tell you what's going on and what what things that weren't facts eight months ago are now facts now. And he just wants to talk to people. And he and he admitted that that he's made, done wrong in the past and that maybe it'd be better to get other people on that that have, you know, 
op- opposing views to what he you know he wants and just uh listen I thought he you know what he what he put out was 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 pretty right that you know he wasn't so, to influence people he just wanted to let people that have a differing opinion talk you can have differing opinions you can have both sides of the spectrum whether it's politics covid religion whatever the argument is or discussion is and it always leads to an argument always no matter what the topic is but that's, but, that, that, that's us that's everybody. Nobody wants to listen to a different fucking uh, opinion these days. Either you're, either you're a fucking Trumper screaming "Let's go, Brandon," or you're a freaking liberal calling everybody Nazis. It's and, and that's there's, you no, know, there's no in between anymore. God forbid you are in between. And that's you know I like to avoid that on the show. That's not what you know. I, I want us to get away from that everyday life, you know, drama, so to speak, of that and and have fun. And Joe Rogan had you know a couple of guys on his show that gave differing opinions from what the quote-unquote norm was or what the, you know, conversation was from, from the media. And now he's taking heat from it and people are removing their uh, music from Spotify. People are trying to cancel his show and moving their music to Prime, Amazon Prime Music and, you know, Apple and wherever oh, two, else. Two things. It's I ridiculous. Have, I have Amazon Prime Music. I actually, I, I love it. So let's at least not bash it, but. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not bashing well, anybody. Hey, listen, we our our audio from this podcast is on Spotify and it's on Apple Podcasts every week. I, but that's I mean, not why I wanted to jump in. A uh, minute and a half into the game, Rangers up one nothing. Oh boy! Mind, my, mind you, Florida is like the most ridiculous <laughs> scoring team this year. Well, they put up what eight last night. I mean, yeah. buckle up, boys, because uh, you know they're on fire. They're one of the best teams in the league. Um, but no, I like his. Re- I like his response and. You know, I think people just have, need to have more of an open mind. We were a lot of people are so so locked into that. If you don't disagree with me, if you don't agree with me, that you're wrong. You know, and you can have a differing opinion. You, know? that, that's you put a six on the ground. One person sees six. Person on the other side sees nine. It's ridiculous. You know. Anyway, and end of rant. But I think Joe Rogan's taking some heat. You know, for putting on a show and bringing some entertainment and some you know some differing views on a, a big topic in the world. And I don't think he should be taking the heat for it. Like he said, he apologized. He said he's wrong. The people who came on were published. They were, uh, you know, well-renowned in their, in their fields. He didn't bring on some Joe Schmo from, you know, the middle of nowhere who had no he idea. He didn't bring on the witch doctor from, uh, you know, Podunk, Florida. Yeah, exactly. He didn't bring on, you know, a, a nobody. He backed up who he brought on with facts when he put out his apology video or, you know, his statement. Hey, Russ, did you see the McDonald's secret menu? I did, um, but I, I did. I, I've known about a couple of them. I never knew it existed until I saw the uh, yes everything come out. Um, I know one of them's like a double. I think one of them's like a double cheeseburger with a McChicken in the middle. So, so I got the items right here in front of All me. All right, ready? so read, read it out to me. I'll tell you if I would eat it or not. All right, now listen. We love McDonald's. It's something you know. I partake in a, at least once a week, if if not more. These man boobs were brought to you by McDonald's. <laughs> and, and I got a son who loves nuggets, and it's going to turn into a nugget. We all know that. All right, Russ. So the surf and turf is. Pass. I don't give a fuck. You'll pass. Listen to me. I don't. I don't care. Listen, I am a fat bastard. I love food. <laughs> I love fast food. I'm not eating fish from any fucking fast food restaurant. So a double cheeseburger got married to a fillet of fish. Yeah, no, I'm gonna and it's got a throw. middle bun like a Big Mac. It looks pretty good, I gotta tell you. Look, looks to be deceiving. Uh, <laughs> the Big Mac looks like the most glorious thing on TV. When you actually get it, it's like 95% freaking bread. True. All right, now the next one is the Crunchy Double. It is a double cheeseburger with chicken McNuggets and tangy barbecue sauce. Okay, okay, I- I'm down. So they put the nuggets on the bottom. Double cheeseburger on top, and then, you know, obviously the buns on both sides. Why not put the nuggets in between the double cheeseburger? Uh, hey, listen, that's a that's a good idea. But, uh, I'm, I'm down. Sounds I'm down. Good. I'm down. The next one is the hash brown McMuffin. Um, it's a sausage McMuffin with, with egg. And on top of it is a hash brown underneath, oh, you know, okay. in the bun. So part of the sandwich. That, that's simple. I do that now. Just not with yeah. that. Listen, best breakfast thing in the world. And you get, a, you get a toasted hero with butter, bacon, egg, and cheese, hash brown in the hero, right there. Not so, bad. All right. Little now, bit Russ, ketchup, a little bit of ketchup if you like. This last one, I think. I, I think I have to try this. I just wait. Have hold to. on. What do you mean last one? I thought there was a bunch of them. No, this is the last one. There's four. All right. The fourth one is land 
air and sea. Nope, you lost me at the sea. So they There's took no, no self-respecting person is eating fish from McDonald's. They or took Ruggies or Burger King or Taco Bell or wherever. They Especially took not Mac Castle. They took a Big Mac, Russ, and on the bottom, above the bottom patty, they put a fillet of fish. Uh, on top of the top patty, they put a McChicken sandwich. This thing looks see, like now, it. It looks like it's three feet tall. I, I the I, listen, I, these things, these no, these things are <laughs> stuff I never. I think I have heard of the Lane Aaron Sea thing, but I'm almost positive there was a double cheeseburger with a McChicken in the middle of it. I'm almost positive there was, and I'm almost positive there was like a what do you call it? A egg like bacon and bacon and egg Mc, Mc, <laughs> bacon and egg McMuffin with a burger on it. I'm almost positive there was those. Tell me you wouldn't eat. Tell me you wouldn't eat a bacon and egg McMuffin with a burger on. Oh yeah, I've had a hamburger with egg on it now. So that's that's one of my favorite things. A burger with an over medium egg on it. It's from sold. Yeah, I agree. You know, but I almost certainly I remember a double cheeseburger with a McChicken in it. I mean, to call it the McFucker or something. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's definitely something I'm going to try. I uh, it, it's got my attention. It's got a, the attention of uh, everybody else. Hey, also one other thing, Wordle, Wordle has caught the world by storm. I only uh, have one, one loss in eight games. You have one loss in eight games. I, I think I'm six. I think I have six in a row. I fired off right now. So I did send a text in our group today. Yes. And after I sent the text, I reread it and went, "What?" The fuck <laughs> half of it didn't make sense and i don't even couldn't even tell you what i was doing writing it i was somehow aimlessly in the kitchen and then i looked at it i went this doesn't even have it doesn't even make sense it's like when to the but so here's my what i was trying to say was is it, it's it's all based on five letter unless you're going to change it in the future unless you're going to make six letter words four little words but for right now you got five letter words you're going to get to a point where there's words that you and I have never even heard of, let alone actually used. Yes. You know, that, that there's no way you're going to get. But uh, my biggest question is, I understand this guy created this game. Brooklyn guy, stupid- Russ. Local guy from New York. Yes. Which I'm still under- trying to understand why it's based on a UK webpage. Yeah. Good question. Um, but here's the thing. I, I applaud him for making a, a low seven-figure number on it because realistically, it's a simple game that you can imagine will die out probably over the next few months. Probably. Yeah. However, New York Times adopted their word games. They said they're going to remain free. I have a feeling, though, that if it doesn't, if it goes to their website, the New York Times, they require a subscription fee. To read a regular article, right? So, yes. So is it going to stay on that website and New York Times is just going to monitor it? Or is it going to be absolved into their website where they it's still free, but you need their subscript monthly subscription service to, to get into it? Right now, from what I'm seeing is it's going to remain free. I'm not sure if that means just creating a new, you know, United States website or, you know, something that's on the, the main when you when you first go to New York Times, when you go to their website, maybe because, it's because a, think, you know, a link it. right there. Yeah, because think about it. They remain on the original website. How how would New York Times even make any money off of it? You're not going to buy this thing if there's not a way you're going to make money off of it. There's, they're going to advertise the the crap out of it. You know that. that whether it's you know an ad before, an ad during each word attempt, after sure. you get to your third attempt, you got to watch yeah. a freaking YouTube watch a thirty video second video. Yeah, exactly. That's what they're gonna do. Which I've had, I've had enough. I had enough with the goddamn videos. If I watch a YouTube video, I gotta watch two goddamn ads. If I watch a Facebook video, it'll be like ad coming in thirteen seconds. I'm like, oh, guess what? Like, like I would love to be there. I would love to be there in some office with these people. Like, we want you to watch our video. Like, here's our new Facebook thing, and it says ad coming up. I'm like, okay, good. Click. I'm done. <laughs> well, you got to watch the video. No, no, no. I no, want to watch the video. Done. I don't want to watch an ad. <laughs> All right. So moving on to the NFL, uh, I got to say, the big news today was definitely the Tom Brady retirement announcement. Because over the weekend, it was, yes, he's retiring. Then the camp of Brady came out and said, hey, not so fast. 
We're uh, we're still evaluating things, and Tom's gonna make a decision. You know when he makes his decision. And then the Brian Flores lawsuit dropped about ninety minutes ago, where he's now suing, claiming racism and a bunch of other things in the NFL, and labeled a whole bunch of things with the hiring process and the Dolphins. And we're gonna get to that one second, but let's discuss Brady first. Obviously, the greatest of all time, right? Yeah, I can't not. You can't not. I mean, you got this man crush with him, right? I mean. You know, do, the do you, do you want a minute where you can just go off on a tangent right now and, and you know, tell Brady how much you love him after uh, all these years? <laughs> um, I don't know. I can't even explain it. After years of extreme hatred, I don't know. I, I want him to play another season. I enjoy watching him now. It's the changing of the team. My whole mindset changed. I went from extreme hatred to loving the fucking guy. And you know what it was? He was having fun at those Super Bowl parades with Gronk in, in Tampa. Throwing Lombardi trophies from boat to boat. And yeah, he, was, he was hammered. He was he was having fun. <laughs> he was hammed that day. I mean, I, I've never seen him like that. I mean, he was rocked. No, I was just saying, he looked like he was having fun, and Gronk was just being the usual meathead himself. And I, I fucking love that. I love that guy when he, when he was in New England. And I, as a Colts fan, it's weird. I can't, it, you know. You know half, the fan, half the Colts fan base would probably, uh, probably kill me. Oh, one, one Rangers, Florida. And the families would probably, you know, crucify me for even saying that, but I can't help it. I listen, they're two polarizing figures, and the man's the goat. Even even loving Peyton, the man's the fucking goat. He is. Uh, hey, let me ask you: Do you think the word "goat" is thrown around too much? You think it's thrown around too loosely? I think it's. I think it's starting to now all over the place. Yes, and I, I don't know why. I mean, it stands for greatest of all time. There's not multiple. The greatest of all time is the greatest of all time. Why are we? Claiming this one's the a goat and this one's a goat and that one's a goat. Everyone wants to be a goat. Listen, Brady's the goat. Listen, Peyton Manning is the you call him the, the regular season goat. Nobody was better than Peyton in the regular season. Phenomenal. That was it. Brady got it done. And I don't want to hear all oh, he the, the fucking the kick. This was a the kicker Super Bowl. This was the Vinatieri. Listen, he got him there. They fucking you know, and they did what they had to do. Yeah, I agree. But I think I think goat is used. Uh, it's Way getting it's getting it. it's getting up there a little bit. You know, I know listen, LeBron is he's definitely one of the greatest. He's definitely one of the greatest of all time. Up there. But I'm not calling him the goat over Jordan. No, and there, you know what? That's, that's that respect, a perfect one go. Perfect example. Jordan I am. Is the goat. And for me, it's probably Kobe after, but uh, you know, and but I'm fine with LeBron being there three. He deserves it. But uh, listen, if you tell me right now I have one game to play in their primes, I'm going to, I'm going Jordan. Absolutely going, Jordan. You know, hey, uh, the Ranger game. I'm I'm watching. It's an ESPN special tonight. Watching know, it so on my phone right here. So the Panthers' happen. goal was just disallowed for an offside review. All right, good. Fuck. So me. we're we're back to one nothing Rangers. You even go to hockey, you, you can say you know Gretzky. I mean, some people would probably argue Lemieux. I think as I get older, I I might join into the conversation. Um, but as far as still, you you can you can call you can call Gretzky the goat without getting fucking. You know, into a massive argument. The the discussion with that, and it's a great discussion, is if Lemieux was healthy, would he have you know broken Gretzky records? And you know what? It's a it's a heck of a debate because I, I, I think though, I think the biggest thing that helped for me would help Lemieux is that Lemieux to me not not played played more of his games in in more of the uh, modern era as far as I think better defenses, better goaltending. Yeah, but Gretzky played on teams that just lit up the league. I know, but they played on, you know, like I said, is he played on all-star teams. I mean, look at the Hall of Famers that he played with. I know, but it's it's to me, watch a lot of those goals that he had. The defense and the goaltenders were just fucking non-existent. Yeah. You know, that's why I say, like, if you if you put Connor McDavid back when Gretzky played, I think the Gret that McDavid McDavid would be just as good. You could listen. You can light me up on Twitter if you like for that. But just watch <laughs> the overall schemes and quality of defensemen. I mean, these guys, you know, were drinking beers, smoking. They didn't have the regiment that your average NHL defenseman now and goalies are fucking top physical fucking shape and top. Half the time they, you know, back in back in the late seventies, early eighties. You look like you were skating around fucking pylons and the goalies wouldn't even go down. And you would just seriously, you know. So listen, I'm not saying they weren't great, you know, but 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 even look at it. You consider there you consider Grant Fear one of the best goalies, you know, at all time, a top 
people say, you know, you know, one of the best, but the guy had a goals against average that was through the roof. I mean, you know, there's yeah, a reason. The, so the Oilers scored, what, five goals a game? I mean, at yeah, five goals a game, the, I could have played net for them. You could have played net for them. It's in the fours. That's the problem. It's just <laughs> that era, the, the, you know, it was just scoring at will. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a heck of a debate, but uh, listen, GOAT is used way too loosely, and I'm not a fan of it. You know. All right, so let's uh, let's move let's on to the Brian Flores lawsuit. Flores so, thing. What a uh, what a lawsuit that just dropped about ninety minutes ago or so. I was uh, I was in the kitchen and I saw this you know drop, and he's a he's claiming racism in the hiring practice of the NFL. Fifty eight page lawsuit in Manhattan Federal Court, uh, seeking class action status. He's claiming the Dolphins owner Stephen Ross attempted to incent incentivize him to well, tank. You know, here, here's the thing. I, I did like Brian Flores before this. I do not <laughs> think that he should have been fired. No, he put a good if run did, together. If he did read that it came down to he had, I guess at this point, a hateful relationship with him and Tua. He didn't want him. Yep. And did not get along with the GM. And essentially they said, well, we're keeping Tua and the GM, you're going to go. So that was unfortunate. But Florida just point, scored. If, if they can prove – if he can prove that Stephen Ross offered him a hundred thousand dollars a loss, oh boy! If he holds messages, then Stephen Ross should be forced to sell the Dolphins and banned from the fucking league. A hundred percent. However, as far as is there racism in the NFL? There probably is some shit that goes on. I'm not going to deny that. Uh, is there a lack of black coat? Yes. But if I'm an NFL owner. I am hiring whoever the who I fucking want. Yeah, I but agree. I may have wanted Brian Flores. He may have been my number two target. But if my number one target interviews with me and I want to hire him, why can't I just fucking hire him? Yeah, if listen, if you know, I'm if, if I'm your number one candidate and I blow you away in the interview, the Rooney rule states you still have to interview some minority candidates and go through good, this whole in process. Good, in good faith. But here's the problem. Like you said, is if you're my number, if you are my number, if Jerry is my number, <laughs> if Jerry is my number one candidate, I'm going for you first to interview. Correct. I'm not going to interview my number two and three because I have to. But you have to according to the that's rules. That's the problem. And that's the thing is it's you just that's what gets me is I I get it. There's a lack of minority coaches and GMs and offensive coordinators. I'm not arguing that. I agree. But at the same time, as players, owners of teams should be allowed to hire who they want. Yeah. And, you know? and, and this lawsuit attacks the whole, the whole process. There's never going to be a fair way to do it. There's not. You know, you know, if you, if you sit here, you know, it's like I said, is you're, you're forcing a lot of teams to interview candidates just based on their color. Now, granted, it's possible that a candidate blows you away. But still, you want you know. Listen, if I, if you have candidate one, two, three, and four, and I want number one, and they blow me away, but I still have to interview two and three anyway. What's the point? Yeah. You no. Know, like I said, I'm not arguing that there isn't issues with the NFL that that color may have involved. It's possible, yes. You know, but listen, as far as hiring people for your business, essentially, yes, it's a business. We call it a game. For yeah. them, it's a business. <clears throat> Absolutely. I'm not hiring a second guy I want just because you want the best of the best for your business is how they're looking at it. Regardless of who that person is and what they look like, you want the best of the best. If the best of the best is some female who is a college coach, you know, a college assistant or someone else, and she's the one who blows you away, hire her. What's next? Are you going to start saying that the interview process has to include a female as well? Yeah. Right? Like, is person. that next? He's not, he's not wrong in some things, but... I mean, personally, I think he just committed career suicide. Oh, I can't see anyone anyone going after him now. I mean, honestly, he's claiming he's claiming the Giants did uh, you know interviewed him just to satisfy. Well, oh. technically, that was that was only leaked because of Bill Belichick. Yeah, the, so Bill Belichick, Belichick sent out a text congratulating it, him, and he got him confused with Brian Dable. Yes, and it, they both he knows both of them, so he. I guess confused Brian's in his phone and congratulated Flores instead yep. of congratulating Dable and got a little screwed up. And uh, that's how Flores knew that they already hired Dable. But again, if they're obligated to, to interview them, this is the problem. 
You know, you can't just yeah. reach out to Flores and say, I'm obligated to interview, even though I'm not going to hire you. You know, they can't say that because then they get in trouble for saying that. You know, he's, he's also suing the Broncos in this lawsuit from his interview process in 2019 when he had a three and a half hour interview in Providence, Rhode Island at 730 in the morning. Conducted the interview with himself and five team executives. There's pages of detailed notes, analysis, and evaluations from the interview process that the uh, the Broncos had with Flores. And eventually they went on and hired somebody else. But he's claiming that there was something, uh, I guess, Fugazi in that in that hiring process as well. And, you know, again, if you hire the best person, you hire the best person. He's also claiming, you know, he wants an increase in black individuals in hiring. He wants... Uh, coach, GM, and coordinator. Uh, you know, he wants their salaries to be uh, at the forefront, and everyone, everyone to know what what those guys are making. This I mean, is a whole, hold on, this is a whole new thing that I um. Okay, so a uh, side note: there's also something being pushed, um, in just in general, of of salaries, um, in the United States. There was a, a whole they want to make a law or some shit that. Uh, that people can see your salaries are all open. But back in the days, that was the whole thing is you didn't tell anybody your salary. Your deal was your deal. Your deal is your deal. But you know, uh, why, why do you have to know what Belichick makes compared to what Flores is making or Brian Dable's making? What What does it matter? Yeah. If I'm someone's sorry, more no, experienced or. It brings up another issue. If I don't know if you uh, saw the WNBA with Liz Cambridge. No, um, did not. She actually brought up a very good. She's been a little controversial in the past. She brought up a very good point. The new Las Vegas team or whatever they – I guess there's a Las Vegas team. Las Vegas Aces, I want to say. Yes. Hired Becky Hammond as their coach okay. at you know, a million dollars or whatever was higher. And she was the former assistant for the San Antonio Spurs, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. And there was a kind of a point that you hired her for a million dollars, but your highest paid player in the league doesn't even make a quarter million. Which is interesting. So it, it is a valid point that you're saying that there's, there's, there's no money in the sport to pay people more money, but then you're going to go hire, hire a coach for four times the salary of the highest paid player in the league. There is a discrepancy there. There is a little discrepancy there. Uh, do I believe that there's, there is money there? No. There's, listen, I hate to say it, but nobody really watches. You know, there, there is not listen, the, the ratings. The ratings are not the NBA. The ratings are not the NFL. They're it's, not even it's, close. It's and not. I, it's not the, I, I feel bad. You know, they deserve every right to, to, to make good money. Um, but, you know, the ratings and the money aren't there. But I do. She has a point, though. If you're going to hire, uh, you know, hire a coach, you're going to make four times the max salary. It's a little, uh, you know. The other side, of the, the other side of the argument, though, is, hey, you know, let's just say for argument's sake, the owner is one of the wealthiest people in the world. And he that's who he wanted. And she was she was discussing another vacancy with another team with another owner who's just as wealthy as the owner of the, of the Vegas Aces. And gotcha. you know what? And it took a million dollars a year to get her. That's I got gotcha. you. But it does, it, bring, it does bring up an interesting point, though. It does. Oh. All, right, All right. So let's get to the games this weekend. I got to say, we had two phenomenal games. Yes. And Chiefs choked. Unbelievable. I couldn't believe the Chiefs choked like that. Listen, and, when, uh, Russell, I, listen when it was 21 to 3, I, I thought it was done. I thought it was over. Yeah, I, I, I was, think I'm half America. I rooted for in my heart, but in my head, my pick was the Chiefs. I knew the Chiefs were going to win. There's no, and they were up 21 to three. It's over. And then yeah. just, I, I couldn't believe it. We thought we were cruising along here with our weekly picks, and that the Chiefs were, you know, we were we were checking that box. That didn't happen. Uh, listen, yeah, I got to say, Joe Burrow. You listen, believe me. People were already probably buying plane tickets going, you know, <laughs> headed to LA for the Super Bowl. Yeah. And then the Rams, I went to bed, 17-7, 49ers up. Said, oh, man, going to do it. Fuck Jerry's pick. <laughs> I woke up to Rams win NFC. I got to say, Russ, I want to toot my own horn for a second. I went back last night when I was driving into Manhattan, and I got to tell you, I listened back to our previous episode with the NFL preview show that we did. And I listened back to, I picked the Rams to go to the Super Bowl and win it. Now, shame on me, and shame on you, maybe, but we didn't bet it. We knew this was going to happen, Russ. Yeah, we knew even, it. Even the sun shines on a dog's ass sometimes, <laughs> all right? We knew it. All right? My listen, pick listen, is in the big game. Listen, you picked the Rams, who were a, a top-ten team to begin with. If you had picked the Bengals, who, 
who were terrible, you know, the worst team in the league two years ago, then I might give you a little more. I picked the Rams when we said the Seahawks or the Cardinals could come out of that division. Brady was gonna Brady was winning the whole thing according to our, you know your picks and our discussion on that on that show. Green Bay was gonna have a team, you know, a good competitive team because Aaron Rodgers is on a mission this year. And you know, Dallas was coming out of the, the east when you discussed that with me. The Rams were not the juggernaut that you know that they are. They didn't have Odell Beckham. They didn't have the team they had. No one know no one knew who the hell Cooper Cup was when I made that prediction. Who Cooper Cup? So stop. Come on, the guy had the, what nineteen hundred and forty uh, receiving well, yards no, no, no. this Nobody year. Nobody thought he was going to have that season. No one thought he was going to have that. But anyone who has any interest in football knows who Cooper Cup was. <laughs> he still had, but they didn't think he was going to have the year he had. No, he wasn't going to have like one of the most historic years ever. So the Rams wasn't like a you know it wasn't a lock. It was a hell of a pick. I got to oh. say, I'm tooting my you own horn. You toot, you can toot your horn. <laughs> I'm going to toot my horn when the Bengals win 31-21. It's my prediction. Really? 31-21, huh? Bengals win uh, February. Uh, I'm writing that down right now. You're picking Bengals. 31, Rams 21. 31, Rams 21. All right. You know what? I'm going to make my pick now while we're at it. I'm going to go with the Rams 35, the Bengals 28. That's my pick. Never going to happen. Listen, you didn't think the Rams were going to get to the Super Bowl when I made my pick either. So let's just see how this plays Listen, out. <laughs> you, you call you, you call the what was it? Oh, we, you know what the first bet for next year's season was? What? The first bet in Vegas for next year's season was a five thousand dollar bet for the Jets to win the Super Bowl. Oh Jesus! Yes, why? It, it why? Paid, it why? Paid why? I'd have to find it somewhere, but that's why I saw it. The first bet for next season. In Vegas already was for the Jets to win next year's Super Bowl. And it was like five five grand to win like fucking whatever million. Uh, now, uh, here's my only problem with that. That guy's a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> I'll explain why. Right. If, you, if you throw a $20 bet or even a $100 bet on some crazy parlay or crazy bet to win money, I'm fine with it. If you have $5,000 to just piss away like that, you're a rich douchebag. And I probably you're I probably hate you. Five thousand on the Jets. The Jets have to be what a thousand to one. I I, I have to, uh, you know what? I find they it they have to Russ. They have to be. I mean, I have to find it here. I'm looking it up too. I mean, I don't even go with it. Uh, you know, five thousand to one. I just go the plus two. And I'm trying to find an Instagram, but of course you open up Instagram. The first thing you see is an ass bouncing <laughs> in your face. <laughs> Um, I gotta go to BR betting. There it is. It's a fun one to follow. Uh, and of course, of course, uh, someone on a $20 bet pre predicted a parlay. Oh, I saw this. Final scores for a half million dollars. Yes, here it is. Caesar Sportsbook just took their first wager on new next season Super Bowl. 5,000 on the New York Jets to win it all at plus... Twenty thousand. So I think about a hundred wins twenty thousand. Time, yeah, it's it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, and we win a million dollars. Listen, there is no way. There is no way the Jets are winning the Super Bowl next year. There's there's no way. Uh, you just you you pissed into the wind on that one. There's no way that that that's happening. Yes. On a side note. Be our uh, this is this. Oh, this is this. is FanDuel Sportsbook. Okay. While we said that that twenty dollar parlay paid out a million dollars, a five dollar parlay that probably would have paid out, you know, quite a bit too. Somebody predicted the correct both game parlay correct scores in the opposite, the other way around. Yes, Chiefs 27, Bengals 24, Ram, uh, Niners 20, Rams 17. So somebody had the right scores, just wrong teams. Imagine that. Like, to me, that's just as, you know, that's just as crazy. Yeah. I mean, you know, this goes back to our discussion that we had with Jeff Platt and, you know, you know Ryan and all the other guys that came on the show over the course of uh, the past couple of weeks where this is making it seem like the ordinary guy can throw $5 down on a parlay, pick a couple of games, and bang, 
They're well, going to win big money. Speaking about that, it's FanDuel Sportsbook. This was the other night. Five, five, five team, five dollar bet paid out fifty-five thousand dollars. Scotty Barnes to make three or more threes. PJ Tucker to have three, three, three threes. Kyle Kuzma to have four threes. Gerard, ja Morant to have three threes. And Kentavious Caldwell Pope to have three threes. And it all hit. Five dollars the- to win fifty-five thousand. Jesus. Unreal. Yes. And then another one on the weekend was $2,900 to win $154,000 paid out, which is a very, very odd amount. $2,985. Okay. It was <laughs> Cooper Cup, anytime score. Debo Samuel, anytime score. George Kittle, anytime score. Matthew Stafford, over 225 yards passing. Jimmy G, over 200 yards passing. Cooper Cup, over 60 yards receiving. Debo Samuel, over 40 yards receiving. Uh, the Rams to win, and the alternative total is over 34. Jeez Louise. But that's very, you know, if you're throwing out $2,900 on a six, seven, eight, a nine-team parlay, you're an asshole. That, and it hits. I mean, that's that's the argument. That's the discussion. So now, after both of these teams have won, Russ, we have the Pro Bowl coming up next week, which is basically, what, a glorified competition of no one hitting anyone, and, you know, they're throwing a football around. Yeah. And then after that, they got the Super Bowl uh, a week after that. The early betting lines for the Super Bowl, Russ, have, let me ask you, have you seen them? If not, I want you to guess them. Uh, Rams minus four over under 49. Correct. Yep. I know because it was right. Or over 49. <laughs> I had to think about that for a second for my prediction just to make sure it was over. Yeah, it's Rams on Rams given four and over on the 49. I'll take the Rams and I'll take the over. At least you'll win on the over. <laughs> <laughs> so there's still some NFL coach vacancies in the league, and a couple of coaches got hired since we last did a show together. Uh, obviously, Giants hired Brian Dable, former uh, offensive coordinator from the Buffalo Bills. The Raiders have hired Josh McDaniels, who had a run that was not successful with the Denver Broncos in the past, went back to uh, New England, I guess learned a thing or two, and is now going to coach the Raiders. Vikings still have an opening. Broncos went and hired Nathaniel Hackett, which was the Green Bay Packer offensive coordinator, and right away after the hiring, the Aaron Rodgers rumors started speculating that Hackett was going to you know, make a trade or – or get Rodgers if he opts out of his deal or whatever's going to happen there. That's a whole other discussion. The Jaguars, Dolphins, Texans, and Saints all have openings still. And the uh, Bears hired someone that you're very familiar with, Russ. There is no Russ. There is only Zool. The Russ. The, the Russ. <laughs> the the Bears hired... You can refer to me as the Russ. <laughs> the Bears hired the Colts defensive Defense. coordinator. So yes. tell us about him. Uh, is it hiring for the Bears? I think so. You think so? Yeah, he came from uh, came from the Patriots, actually, I believe. Everybody yeah. comes to the Patriots. Everybody. I, I know. Uh, correct me. Uh, you can, somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm almost positive he was hired. He was actually McDaniels hired. And stayed with us after McDaniels spurned us in like the same week. Oh. If everybody remembers correctly when we hired Josh McDaniels and turned he turned around two days later and went, uh, forget it. I'm almost po- positive he brought him in and we kept him. So Matt Eberfluss was the defensive coordinator for the Colts from 18 to 21. He yes. always, uh, previously was the linebacker coach for the Cleveland Browns and the Dallas Cowboys as well as having coached at Toledo and Missouri. So scratch everything I just said from the Patriots. <laughs> but I do want to say that McDaniels brought him in, and McDaniels came for the – that's why I thought then. Okay. All right. <laughs> scratch anyway. everything I just said. <laughs> get it? Throw Get everything. It reminds me of – forget everything. That reminds me of uh, Mitch Hedberg. Funny yes. guy. 
I watched this infomercial. It told me to forget everything I know about slipcovers. And then as I'm watching it, I know what the hell I was watching because I didn't know what the hell a slipcover was. <laughs> so uh, the Broncos are going to be for sale, Russ. They're valued just under $4 billion, and somebody well, you know very closely is rumored to be interested in probably partaking in the bidding process for right, NFL well, two, team. Two things. Fuck the Broncos. Um, not really. I kind of like them. <laughs> but uh, before we move on real quick, as much as I, my back's already firing up. Um, the Raiders hiring McDaniels. Yeah. Why not go with the interim coach? I thought he did a good job getting them. Oh, he did a great job. Recovering from the, uh, yep. you know, recovering from the, uh, the Gruden thing and, and yep. leaving, you know, having them playoffs and, you know, making Carr look halfway de- decent. I, I agree. The, I got the hiccups and. Oh. I agree. I don't I know why. Just automatically uh, just guy. let him go and hire Mc... whatever. Well, I hope the Raiders burn in hell because I hate McDaniel. So, <laughs> all right, back to the Broncos. I'm going to assume you're talking about Peyton Manning. Correct. Yes. Peyton Manning, uh, you know, did make a comment when he was at the Broncos Ring of Honor at that event and ceremony that they uh, had earlier this year. He made a comment that, yes, he would listen to any uh, potential. Offers or deals involving him to be part owner of a uh, NFL team. And right away, the word now is that he's interested in it would, being part owner. It would make sense. I mean, I think he owns also a million Papa John's in in, in, uh, in Colorado, too. So, yeah, he's got a, he's got the money. Over. You know, he's not going to own it outright, but he's definitely going to put the team together with. Uh, On a side note, did you watch any of the Peyton and Eli cast, the, the Monday Night Football casts? No. I got to tell you. I I enjoyed them very much, much more. Not that I'm a Monday Night Football guy, and that's strictly because I get up at four in the morning. So yeah, I, I'm not staying up unless it's a Colts game, and even then, half the time I'm like, oh, I'm out. <laughs> you know, I got to text some my you know, my uncle or, or cousin, like I can't believe they did that in the third quarter. Be like, me neither. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I have a strategy too. I, I told you before, even with Ranger games, if we're up by a lot or down by a lot, sayonara, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, if I missed the greatest comeback in the world. I'm sorry. Great it happens. Morning. But if they're up by a lot, I don't want to witness that fucking collapse. <laughs> All right. So moving on. Uh, Jimmy G and the 49ers are going to work on a trade to get yeah. Jimmy G out of there because yeah. obviously it's either Lance time or no. maybe Aaron Rodgers time. In it's it's going to be it's going to be fucking Aaron Rodgers. It's coming Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Coming Aaron Rodgers and. I don't know. Does, I like does Green Bay really want to deal him into the conference? You he know, does unless... not want he does not want to be there anymore. And I'm telling you right now, even if they franchise tech, Devontae Adams said he wants to be the high, he wants to be paid $30 million a Their year. Their cap is atrocious. That's that's the other thing, too. Is they what 46 they, million over the cap right now? They're gonna have an issue. Devontae Adams wants crazy money, and Rogers wants out. If there is going to be a vacancy in San Francisco, where he's from, the Bay Area, he and he, he's already expressed it, that you know that could be a destination. He's going to push everything there is for them to make a deal. He's going to essentially he's going to be turned into a supervillain and force them to trade him there. Yeah, uh, obviously, obviously it's going to be hey, I'm going to retire, or you can trade me where I want to go and get something in return. That's going to be the discussion. And his contract is his contract. So he's a turd, though. I hope he doesn't go there, though, because I kind of, I kind of have, I like the four. It's one of those teams that I don't, I like. I don't, you know, I don't hate him. No, they built their team the right way. They, they, you know, they didn't. No, like they're not. And I know you're. I know Brady's your guy, but they're not the buck, the Buccaneers who brought in Brady and boom. It's you know, possible, yes, but I just don't. I don't know if I see him going to the East Coast down there. And not for not to mention, you got to think about this. Brady went down there. He brought them a Super Bowl and then, you know, almost got there again. Mm-hmm. If Aaron Rodgers goes down there and does not win a Super Bowl, he is cemented, cemented as not being as good as Brady. Which even if he goes to the Niners, wins the Super Bowl, I'm still not taking Aaron Rodgers over over Brady. But I think right now he goes down there and he does not succeed. You're going to be – he's going to be ridiculed. Oh, that's going to be interesting. But like I said, it's right now the 49ers – are set up to win a Super Bowl. They proved it. They did it with a fucking substandard quarterback. Yeah, they are. They're in the conversation. So, Jeff Garcia uh, can say whatever he wants. Uh, you know, Jimmy G's not a bad guy. He's just, he's not a 
not a great quarterback. Hey, tomorrow's Groundhog Day, and the Washington football team is going to finally reveal their new name. I don't know. It's going to be something stupid like the Washington dickheads. <laughs> I don't think it's going to I think I bad. actually like the, the one that was like the, the Washington Red Tails. I think it worked well. Yeah, Red Birds, Red Tails, I guess something. No, I, think something. I, like, I like the Red Tails ones. You know, that kind of worked. And then, you, you know, you get the whole. Uh, Listen, as long as it's not like, you know, Washington Senators. Like, you really? Are we going there again with the Nationals? The Commanders. Yeah, that's yeah, something like that. Let's go with the Washington Sentinels, like with Keanu Reeves, and just change their, change their jerseys. It'd be great. All right, moving on to the NHL. Russ, there were two big jersey retirements in the last couple of days. I'm going to touch on one that was close to us, and that was the Rangers. Retiring. <laughs> <laughs> the Rangers retiring. Henrik Lundqvist, number 30, to the rafters of yes. uh, the world's most famous arena, Madison Square Garden. There, there were tears in the eye. You know what, Russ? I was watching that ceremony on my couch. And crying like a little no, bit. No, 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 no. I was watching the ceremony on my couch, and I see out of the corner of my eye, my wife pops in. She just does one of these little ducks with her head. And I go, what's going on? I'm watching the ceremony. She goes, just making sure you're not crying. You cried, you cried <laughs> during Messier night. Even she knows. <laughs> Even she knows. <laughs> well, listen, we, uh, we've we met Henrik Lundqvist on that big Ottawa trip that we did for the playoffs that year. We met him at the team hotel, got photos with him. We've seen him, you know, from the minute he was drafted until he retired. One of the greatest of all time. Obviously, the argument is going to be he didn't win a cup. Richter is better for that one reason. That's the, the argument and discussion that, you know, Ranger fans will have, but. He's one of the greatest. He's going to the Hall of Fame, 459 wins. I mean, the the record he put out there, if, if he had a little bit more scoring, they, they were winning a cup. That was That's going to be the biggest knock on on the Rangers and the uh, the team during his tenure was that just not enough scoring. I mean, the guy had, a, you know, goals against average of, what, two in the playoffs? You were right over there? Yeah. <laughs> Trying to get off a sock. He's definitely uh, one of the, an all-time great Ranger. I like him on the uh, the broadcasts that he's doing now with uh, you know the pregame and intermission and postgame. I suppose you would tone it down a bit. I mean, listen, we get it. You love the damn suits, Christ. Listen, he you know, uh, like a casual like polo every once in a while. Well, I think I fucking hate wearing a suit. This motherfucker is that guy hates... wearing sweats at home or is he in a That's suit? What I'm saying. He probably has a suit lounge <laughs> around the house. <laughs> You know, like he gets out of the shower and he's got like a machine that automatically puts on a new fucking suit. Hey, Russ, he looks good too, though. I mean, you know, he looks like it looks like a billion dollars when he gets dressed. But I don't fucking get it. Uh, we're the same age. I feel like I, I feel like I'm 30. I feel like he looks like he's like 48. <laughs> you know, like, oh, he's 38, retiring way past his prime. I'm like, fuck am I? I don't know. <laughs> way if I past your prime. prime. I don't know if I had a prime. And another Jersey retirement that uh, happened was, you know, Sergei Zuboff with the uh, Dallas Stars, former uh, Stanley Cup winner with them and the Rangers back when, you know, 94 when we all won it. But that was uh, a nice touch that they did and for him. I cannot wait for the All-Star Game uh, concert. Zed and Machine Gun Kelly. Listen, I, uh, I'm a fan of Zed. I got to say he's on my Spotify playlist. Machine Gun Kelly, I think a lot of us are more interested to see if Megan Fox is going to make an appearance. Valid point. Valid point, but I, this doesn't really excite me. Although you might be interested to know that the Rangers are having a Steve Aoki night. Yes, they are. It's happening right now. <laughs> um, they're going to have a little, uh, some added people to the, yeah. comp- to the competition. Menon Rayon, yep. you remember, played in the exhibition game for the Tampa Bay Lightning, the first woman ever. Yep. And Wyatt Russell, for people who are not um, don't know who he is, he is the son of Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell, and also was one of the main characters in Falcon and Winter Soldier, the Marvel series. So you're probably asking, well, what the fuck does that have to do with hockey? Well, it turns out he was a pretty decent goalie. Yep. He played a bunch of years in the minors as a goalie. So he, uh, you know, they're about to have a little fun. And they're also going to have some extra people for the skills competition helping out. Um, 
Pete Lene or Lene, however you pronounce him. He's Elevate02 on Instagram. He's ridiculous hands and a couple of the people helping out. Yeah, Pavel Barber and Zach Bell will also be partaking in the uh, in the All-Star Weekend. Sure. <laughs> Russ, there were a couple of new events that were added to the uh, the All-Star Weekend as well. The All-Star Weekend is going to be uh, February 4th and February 5th, so it's right around the corner, a couple days away. But did you see that the NHL added a fountain face-off? Yes, I don't, don't know what the fuck that is. So this is, a, this is a competition that is going to take place at the iconic Bellagio Fountains. Players will travel by boat to the quote-unquote rink, and they are required to successfully shoot pucks into five targets in the least amount of time. There's going to be eight participants, a qualifying round, and then a head-to-head final. The player who successfully shoots pucks into the targets in the fastest time will be the winner. Now, I'm looking at a picture of it on the NHL website from the press release they put out, and it's a picture of the Bellagio with the fountain show, and then there's a makeshift rink floating on the water, which looks amazing. Okay. All right. Well, I guess we're going to find When is the game? The All-Star Weekend is the 4th and the 5th, so it's, you know, three and four days away. It's uh, at the end of the week. Oh, okay. So is the All-Star competition at, at night? Yes, it'll be at night. All right, good. Yeah, All-Star ga- All game is uh, during the day. All-Star competition will be Friday night at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific. <sighs> the All-Star game is going to be the 5th. So that's Friday and Saturday? Yes, correct. Okay, no more Saturday and Sunday? No, I guess not. Bunch of crap. I guess they're not going to compete with the Pro Bowl. No, they just want the game of Saturday night in Vegas. That too. But, but I'm sure they'll do something stupid. They'll put it on some obscure time on some obscure channel that half the country can't watch. <laughs> like the Ranger game tonight is on ESPN+. Plus. No, but didn't they do it with the All-Star game a couple years ago? It was on uh, – what did they do? Didn't they put it like on NHL Network where you had to stream it or something? Oh, did they? They did something stupid a couple years ago. And the game was – it was at a very different time too. It wasn't – it wasn't like a Thursday night or something. Oh, I don't, I don't know about that. I remember, I remember one year in the past, they did something stupid like that. Hey, I'm looking at the uh, the All-Star oh, game matchups for this weekend. They're doing that tournament style that they always do with the divisions and the team captains and everything. The times are still to be determined. The NHL All-Star game start time is not out there. Very interesting. I guess they, uh, they're not sure on when they're going to start the game yet, but... There's going to be uh, an announcement soon, I would think. All right, moving on to the second new event at the All-Star Skills Competition. It's going to be NHL 21 in 22, and they're going to shut down part of the Vegas Boule- Las Vegas Boulevard. They're going to hang a full deck of oversized cards on a rack, and it's going to put a new twist on 21 or blackjack, basically. And it's going to be the object of the game is to achieve a hand of 21, without going bust in the least number of shots. And the player who wins two rounds is going to be crowned Puck Shark. So that's uh, interesting. All right. I guess you're going to see if what NHL players can really count to 21. <laughs> and then also you're going to have uh, events that we've all seen over the years, such as Fastest Skater, the Goldie Save Streak, Hardest Shot, Breakaway Challenge, and the Accuracy Shooting. There's also the NHL Fan Skills at Home event, which, you know, Ryan Pulowski, that's got his name written all over it. And I put out a tweet the other day tagging him. So hopefully he submits a couple of things because that guy's phenomenal. All right. Nah, any news with baseball? Are we still striking? So we're, we're locked out. The owners and players have met Three times in the last nine days, uh, spring training is, well, well I'm going to say was, scheduled to start in two weeks, roughly around Valentine's Day, and that's now in jeopardy. Uh, these guys are still fighting over money. There really hasn't been that much of a significant, you know, positive uh, outcome from these three dis- three discussions they've had. The major holdups are still revenue sharing, free agency, and changes in arbitration. This apparently is a non-starter for owners, and if it's a non-starter for them, I would say that this is going to you know, end ugly. 
if they're not willing to bend on on those three main things. Obviously, the players want more money. The average salary for an MLB player has gone down the last four years, which I found significantly uh, shocking. I'm surprised with all the uh, money that like the Scherzers and everyone else that they're uh, throwing out to these guys, the average salary has gone down. But also the uh, the luxury tax hit usually starts when a team spends over $210 million. The players want it to go to two forty five. The owners want it to go to two fifteen. That's another major holdup as well. So listen, you got four big issues that they can't come to an agreement on. Russ, baseball's not starting on time. It's not. No, we're already uh, we're already in February. It's uh... yeah. It's not uh. It's not going to happen. Um, as far as the NBA, real quick, Russ, you have. The NBA All-Star Game is going to be uh, coming up shortly, but just to recap the standings as we go right now, in the East, you got the Bulls, which I think is a surprising Chicago Bulls right now, leading the way. Miami is in second in the conference, 76ers. Cleveland Cavaliers are shocked to me as well. Then you got the Bucks and the Nets, which I expected them to be in the, the conversation for being one of the top teams in the Eastern yeah. Conference. You got the Hornets, the Raptors, the Celtics, and the Hawks rounding out the top 10, and that obviously is the quote-unquote postseason playoff mini-tournament, those four teams, if the season ended today. Outside looking in is obviously our Knicks, which I, I got to say, they started off great, and they just haven't been uh, they haven't been the same team that they were at the beginning of the year. I'm not sure what's going on with no, them. No, they've been running terrible lately. Yeah. And obviously the West, you got Phoenix, Golden State, Memphis, Utah, Denver, and Dallas in the top six. Uh, rounding out the mini play-in playoff would be the Timberwolves, Clippers, Lakers, and Trailblazers. I gotta say, I'm honestly happy that the Lakers are not having a good year. I, uh, I'm not a fan of them. I don't like LeBron. And uh, going back to that goat conversation, I don't think he's the goat. Jordan's my guy, and I, I don't think, I don't think, I think a season with LeBron not making the playoffs or playing in the playing game and getting bounced would be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, All right. real quick, I just want to recap uh, the Sandro Pianconi interview last week. Huge news, joint venture with Cheech and Chong. Tweeted out some stuff from the TPE convention show in Vegas. Russ, I got to say, I like the company. I like the stock. I like Sandro and Jorge. I've met them personally. They're not, you know. You know just, Jorge? Yeah, they're not blowing smoke up your butt. You know, they're real guys. They're running a company. They're bringing deals together. They're getting the revenue streams in place. The, you know, the day traders and and alike that Sandro talked about on the last episode, they all want the stock at a dollar, and they want it at a dollar like yesterday. I I get it, but that's not reality. Let the man build what he's building, and and eventually it's gonna get there. Look at the deals they've done. Listen to the last three interviews that we've done with Sandro on this show. The guy knows what he's doing. He knows what he's talking about. It's a company that I think is going to go somewhere eventually. I could be wrong, but that's just my opinion. Um, and finally, we have a big guest announcement, Russ. Next week, we're going to have our close friend, Mr. Jay Boots, on the show. He's going to talk about uh, hockey and the NFL and baseball or whatever is going on there with us. And then the week after, February 15th, we're going to have a show with none other than poker superstar Daniel Negranu. Hard. Russ, listen, we've had Jeff Platt on the show twice, Phil Hellmuth once. If you asked me if Daniel was, would come on, I probably would have told you no, and you know, hell would freeze over if that was going to happen. But uh, we spoke. He's locked in. The Poker Go Cup is going on right now in Vegas. He is the defending champion on that. That event starts today. It runs till the 10th. After that event is over, hopefully he defends and wins back-to-back. But he will be on this show February 15th to talk about that, talk about the World Series, talk about hockey. He's a big Vegas Knights fan. He's got season tickets, originally from Toronto, so he's got the Maple Leaf connection as well. The guy is phenomenal, and I can't wait to talk to him about everything that he's involved in. And uh, again... Gonna be a fanboy. Gonna be hard, as you put it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's gonna wrap up episode number thirty-four. 
We'll be back next week with Mr. Jay Boots. He'll be on the show. And uh, Russ, any final words of wisdom before we sign off? No. You'll uh, fuck the Rams. <laughs> That's not for next week. That's for the week after. <laughs> All right. All right, don't, from New York, everybody. This don't be a chump. Cover your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to my man Kingpin out there. Cover, uh, cover, cover up your shit before you have 20 kids. <laughs> All right, from New York, this is episode 34. We'll uh, we'll see you next week.